Hey, everybody. Here it is, Wednesday, February the 7th. And, man, we got a lot to cover today. I guess, as as they said in Smokey and the Bandit, hey, we got a long way to go in a short time to get there. <laughs> We've had a ton of stuff going on since Monday morning. It's been a long week, but it's been a fast week, too. Yeah, it's already. Yeah, already Wednesday. Already yeah. hump day. Ain't, ain't it crazy, too, how sometimes on, on, on when, you, when you get that feeling like, man, things are moving fast, and you look up and you go, dang, it's already Wednesday. Most of the time, what's your next thing you think? You go, damn, it's been a long week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ain't it crazy? Instead of going, wow, Friday's almost here, you know, you, yeah. you go, damn, it's been a long week. Yeah, yeah, but we got a lot to cover today, like I said. We've got... We've got the numbers at the border. We got some new numbers at the border for you. The new encounters at the border numbers have come out. Seems that we've broke another record. And and usually when you break a record, you you, you kind of feel proud about that. Well, this record ain't nothing to be proud about. Because again, we've had a, a record of one million encounters at the border since the fiscal year started in October first of last year. That is nuts. Yeah. One and, million invaders. Well, and, and as we always talk about how, you know, the government can't be trusted, they're idiots. You see this number, do you immediately go, man, is it really a million? I think it could be way more than that, knowing how our government is so reliable and giving us accurate numbers. Well, and they use words like <laughs> encounters, <laughs> like encounters meaning what? Hi. Yeah, they're walking down the road and you go, hi. hi. Yeah, see you. You know, yeah. You know, on the other side of the border, yeah. no. Yep. They, they don't know. I mean, they know. They have it all broke down <laughs> in each country and everything. But all they're going to give us is one million encounters. Is this is one million gotaways? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what it is? Anyway, but Cal- it's a pretty yeah. big number yep. for only how many months? Four yep. months? Five months? Yeah. Not even half a year. Not even half a year yet. That's October, just, what, November, December, January, February. Yeah, we're, we're four months in. Yes. Yeah, four months. A at, million at, enca- encounters. At that pace, we're we're talking three million recorded numbers. Nuts. California is getting completely pummeled, man. They have been bless their hearts, man. Yes. They're going through some bad, bad rain, you know. And I, I heard that as much as a, a foot has fell in an hour in certain places over there. Yeah. Well, I have an article here by the Mirror, and it says. Uh, at least three people have been killed by falling trees as a result of the powerful storm that continues to drench California. Residents, this is in San Diego, residents have faced floods, mudslides, and power outages since the storm moved in with fire officials reporting more than 130 flooding incidents and multiple rescues. So they're getting pummeled over there. So let's just say a little quick prayer for our uh, California friends. We've got that as a big story, you know, and that, that has been for a couple of days now. It's not really the rain amounts, you know, because the water will hit the ground. It'll run. It'll flood little places, you know, that kind of thing. But their biggest their biggest issue, I think, is the mudslides. Yes. We've seen the one video of that car that was up, up over the doors in mud, almost completely covered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah, and they had car- to... Yeah, the people had to be rescued out of their cars. They did, yeah. And then that lady we were listening to last night said that the houses were coming down the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything. You know, she just, said there was like nine houses yep. that were like slipping down the mountain. Yep, the mudslides are mud the most slides. dangerous part of all of that. Yes, it is. So yeah. everybody, you know, just I'm sorry that this is happening to you. Yeah, and we got family in California too. Our our mm-hmm. our hearts and prayers go out to those people. Yes, because all of them. 
you know, not just our family, but all of them. I just brought up and we got a personal connection here with, with California because we got family out there. So I was going to mention that, you know? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, Oh, and, and also what we got going on, man, we got Ronna McDaniel announcing she's going to step down from the RNC yeah as the as the chairwoman for the rnc party uh nikki haley lost in in a primary yesterday and and not so much it's not surprising that she lost it's how she lost and who she lost to (laughs) (laughs) and probably one of the biggest things that that are coming out uh, this week tucker tucker carlson was seen in, in russia you know, he's already been spotted over there. The, the news was kind of coming out that he was over there to interview Putin. And he's going to. So he released a video yesterday explaining to everybody why he was interviewing Vladimir Putin. And it's it's real good. We'll go through that, too. And we'll go through some of that. So. Welcome to the show. We got to ask. Is yeah. this thing working? Here we go. So we just told you that Nikki Haley lost the Nevada, N- Nevada primary. She lost by almost 30 points against none of these candidates. <laughs> she lost to nobody. She, she lost, lost to a to candidate nobody. named none of these candidates. In the Nevada primary. Yeah, it's ain't that unreal. hilarious. But what we're going to do is explain to you yeah, because the difference between the primary, which was what Nikki Haley was involved in, and then the caucus. Which is coming up. Which is coming up for president trump on the eighth so james is going to go over that with you yeah I, and i found this information from of all places a cbs news article and it says why is nevada having a republican caucus and a primary and this was their explanation for it they say that a change to state law in 2021 by the majority democratic legislature after years of dwindling attendance at caucuses transitioned the state from party-run caucuses to government-run primaries going forward. The change came amid a series of new voting initiatives geared toward improving voter access. Voter access like expanding voting by mail. And this was at a time when other states were placing more restrictions on voting to counteract allegations of voter fraud. You can always count on Democrats to continue to cheat. Oh, my gosh. You you tell them you can't cheat, and they're going to go, well, watch. Yeah, (laughs) watch. Here we go. But so... That happened, and as soon as that happened, well, then you know the Nevada Republican Party, they stood up, and they're like, in a protest to the move, the Nevada the Nevada Republican Party, which has argued that the caucuses are more secure and encourage candidates to connect with voters, they're holding the caucuses anyway. Nevada Republicans have made it clear that the caucuses are the only method to earn the party's delegates in the state while effectively barring anyone on, on the primary ballot from appearing on the caucus ballot. So, well, one thing I will say that the Republicans did, they stood up. They stood up in Nevada. So good going, Nevada, you know, for doing that. That's awesome. Nikki Haley also, well, the reason why she was on the primary ballot is because she is, in essence, a Democrat. (laughs) See, I mean, she has, I mean, look right here. Nikki Haley will head west for the, for which to California to a February 6th and 7th fundraising tour hosted by 26 Democrat mega donors. So during her primary on the Republican ticket, she's at Democrat paid for events. Yeah. Yeah, That's she's what a she's Democrat. Doing. 
These that, events will take place in Los Angeles and Orange County. In the past, Haley's fundraising hosts have donated to Joe Biden, Adam Schiff, Hillary Clinton, John Tester, Mark Kelly, and Chuck Schumer. Tester's Montana race will be crucial in deciding control of the United States Senate. The fact that Haley is attending events hosted by Democrat donors funding key Senate candidates proves she is lying when she speaks about her candidacy, candidacy helping down-ballot Republicans. Now, I do want to give Laura Loomer hat tip for this information here. She is on top of any information that you need for Nikki Haley, so please look up and find your information at loomerd.com. So there we go. Now we know for sure. We've always, like, thought maybe. But the only reason they have her in here right now is to take votes away from President Trump and to help Democrats get elected. That's my thoughts on the matter. To help the Uniparty. Yep. To help yeah. the Uniparty. If there's if, if there's never been any more proof that that yeah. happened plus the Mayorkas impeachment vote last night. If nothing else, man, this showed us yes. that this is literally what we continue to tell you that it is. We've got the southern border being invaded. We've got this going on in our government. This is some third world shit right here, man. I'm telling you, every bit of this. And then is. you have all of these leftist states that have done everything they can against the uh, Republicans being able to even well, vote. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, all of this. This is third world country stuff, man. And in my opinion, this just makes it, going back to more evidence, more proof, this just makes it even that much more provable that the real battle is the people versus that government sitting there in D.C. That's our real battle. Yeah, it is. What is really shown in the past um, at least several weeks is how much the people are standing up. Because, look, what, what's fixing to happen? The RNC chair, Ronna McDaniel, head of the Republican National Convention, to step down. Well, she should have stepped down. She should have stepped down after loss number two. I might have gave her three, but after loss number two, I think she has to go. At your job, if you come in today and you don't do your job correctly, come tomorrow and you've been talked to about it and you understand and right. you don't do your job correctly, what, what? at least what's your feeling on that? What's your perspective? It's time for you to go. And I'll give you yeah, an example exactly. of things that that do happen. Like, let's, let's say, for example, the NFL. If you are a coach who goes out to win – games like your and be in the contract seven be in the championship win the and super bowl win the super bowl and you don't do this how many how long are you going to have your job how yeah how long do you expect to be in your job and then again too if you're the one that hired this man or yes. this coach how many you chances expect. are you going to give him that's right you expect i hired you based super on what you ring. told me you could do and you're not delivering on what you could do, it's only right and it's only fair that you go away and we bring somebody else in that is qualified, that can do the things I ask them to do and bring us the results that we need to be brought. Yes. And she has yet to do that ever. Matter of fact, her and her buddy Kevin McCarthy campaign against us. Every single year. And, it's and the evident. people have quit donating money to the RNC, as you can see how broke they are now. 
Hey, man, and the people and, don't want her there. This is how we stand up. Yeah. We use our money. And, and we've been and asking. take it away. Right. And, and if you've heard us for any little extended period of time, you've heard us say it over and over. If, you, if you're one to donate to a political candidate, donate to that candidate. Yes. Don't give it to the party because the party is going to take it and use it as they want to. And they've already shown that what they do with the money is wasted. Yes. Well, I hear that there's reports that Ronald McDaniel is scared. One of the reasons why she hasn't stepped down yet, she's scared of an audit. And someone else comes in, they're, they're going to audit. You bet they, they have are. to audit before they can even pick up the reins. Yeah. What was the number that we heard about their 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 financial statement of the RNCs from last year? They started the year with like 47 million. Oh. No, 61 million, okay, 87 million, million. Mm-hmm. and by the end of the year, they had 9 million cash on hand. Nine you know, I think we talked about hand. that the other day, yes. that that's what they had, and, and how that the Democrats had, even even in the midst of that, the Democrats had still outraised them and still managed their money in their party way better than we did. That's all she has done. We talked about that the other day, some of the things that they wasted their money on. You know, limo rides, um, plane flights dinners yes. all this crazy stuff man having they, consultants come in the amount of money for consultants yeah when all you have to do is ask the american people ask us we can consult we can tell you what we want what we don't want yeah you know but um i have an article here by the daily wire uh regarding this and it says rnc chairwoman rama rana mcdaniel has report, reportedly told former president trump that she will be stepping down from her position shortly after the GOP South Carolina presidential primary later this month. The New York Times reported that Trump is likely to promote North Carolina Republican Party Chairman Michael Watley to be her replacement. Now, President Trump did come out um, on Sunday on Maria and said that something was fixing to shake up at the RNC, and as soon as that was said, as soon as he said that, that's when we heard that Ronna was going to resign. So, um, the news comes out (laughs) and it says here, the news comes out after Trump met with McDaniel on Monday at Mar-a-Lago and posted after their meeting, Rana is now head of the RNC and I'll be making the decision the day after the South Carolina primary as my recommendations for RNC growth. Hopefully this shows us now that president Trump learned from his last term is you got it. There, there are some people you you got, you're going to have to get them out. Yes. I mean, even those that you think are close to you, the ones that you looked at the first time around and went, man, you know, yeah, we, we need them. You know, and we're just going to have to tell, I mean, this ain't personal. It's just business. Yep. And you are bad at your business. Exactly. So it's time to replace you. Yep. You know, it should have happened two years ago before the 2022 um, primary yep. back then. Because this is the people were telling you then you needed to go and mm-hmm. you didn't listen and you stuck around and you made it worse for the Republicans. Do you, you believe, did that? Yeah. Do you believe the 168 that that had that vote into whether to keep her as RNC chair? They voted their own way. They didn't care what we said. Yes. Yeah. They're part of the problem. Yeah, they are. You know, she went around saying, "Oh, the people don't know," or "Oh, it's MAGA only." Mm-hmm. But what they don't realize is MAGA is the people. Make America great again. We're the people. And we're not Republican or Democrat or Libertarian. We're the people. I told somebody the other day, because we were talking about President Trump and and how they they all hate him. 
my thoughts, one of my biggest, the biggest reason that they, they hate him. One of those reasons is, is that they, those in charge understand when president Trump gets back into the presidency, the power comes back to the people. Yes. Which is where it should have always been. He'll he'll give us the power back, which is where it should have always been. And that scares them, and they hate that. They don't want to give up their power. No. And they're going to do each and everything they can to keep hold of their power. One of the ways that they control the power, too, is by the narratives. Yes. But see, their narratives are folding a little bit here and there. Dad. People, we are breaking through the narratives. I read a tweet this morning, and I believe it was from Benny Johnson. And he said something that I thought was really important. He says, conservative influencers, they interact with their people and they can get a wider voice mm -hmm. because they interact with their people and their people interact and help them out. The Democrats influencers are losing ground and no one's listening to them because they tell you what to think. They tell you, hey, you need to think this way. And that's it. That's their only thing. And their <laughs> their people are like, heck. And and all they do is send you bots. Well, sure. The Democrats is nothing but bots. And, and those influencers telling you how to think, guess what? They've already been told how they should think. They don't know no better. Yes. You know. You know, but I thought that was pretty profound of him this morning. So hat tip to Benny Johnson there. <laughs> The, thinking, the, thinking real, real deep this morning. <laughs> the, the dumbest political group out there is telling you how to think. I know. So don't listen to them. Every really, the conservative influencers and media—they really, they're really for the people. So listen, listen to them. Now, hey, I'm not saying they're perfect. They are no way, in any shape or form, perfect. But they're all we got. So. We have taken over the Republican Party, and we're going to continue to do that. And since that was just said, we got something pretty cool coming up. We're going to listen to Tucker and talk about that for a minute. Because being a journalist and not being able to go interview whoever, whoever you, want. you want is really against everything America stands for. But yep. they continue to do that. They don't they don't show up and interview anybody else but who they want. And then they shut out everybody and don't want you to interview them. Well, that's all that they've done is giving you one side of the story. Yeah. From the from the complete start. And that's all Tucker's looking for is the other side of the story because he understands we need to hear the other side of the story. We can't we can't help Ukraine if they really need help without hearing the other story. I mean, what you just tell us because you say that? No, we've been taught our whole lives that we need the other side. So give us the other side of the story. But here is Tucker. President of Russia, Vladimir Putin, will be doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we thought about it carefully over many months. Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region, here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. But they should know. They're paying for much of it in ways they might not fully yet perceive. The war in Ukraine is a human disaster. It's left hundreds of thousands of people dead, an entire generation of young Ukrainians. 
and has depopulated the largest country in Europe. But the long-term effects are even more profound. This war has utterly reshaped the global military and trade alliances, and the sanctions that followed have as well. And in total, they have upended the world economy. The post-World War II economic order, the system that guaranteed prosperity in the West for more than 80 years, is coming apart very fast, and along with it, the dominance of the US dollar. These are not small changes. They are history-altering developments. They will define the lives of our grandchildren. Most of the world understands this perfectly well. They can see it. Ask anyone in Asia or the Middle East what the future looks like. And yet the populations of the English-speaking countries seem mostly unaware. They think that as nothing has really changed. And they think that because no one has told them the truth. Their media outlets are corrupt. They lie to their readers and viewers. And they do that mostly by omission. For example, since the day the war in Ukraine began, American media outlets have spoken to scores of people from Ukraine, and they have done scores of interviews with Ukrainian President Zelensky. We ourselves have put in a request for an interview with Zelensky, and we hope he accepts. But the interviews he's already done in the United States are not traditional interviews. They are fawning pep sessions, specifically designed to amplify Zelensky's demand that the U.S. enter more deeply into a war in Eastern Europe and pay for it. That is not journalism. It is government propaganda, propaganda of the ugliest kind, the kind that kills people. I love how he called out the media right there. He told them, you're each and every one of you. And also, what do you say about it that I say about Fox News all the time? That's why I can't stand Fox News. They do what? They lie by omission. They, yep, yes, they do. Promoting a foreign leader like he's a new consumer brand, not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict, Vladimir Putin. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. That's wrong. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. And we have the right to tell them about it because we are Americans too. Freedom of speech is our birthright. We were born with the right to say what we believe. That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the White House. This is going to be one of the most watched interviews ever. Oh, yeah. But it's going to be also taken down interviews. Censored, yeah. And censored interviews ever. You expect YouTube or any of those Google? YouTube won't do it. Google will hide it. Who else you think will, will, will suppress it? Threads, Facebook. Bing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything. AI. <laughs> All of AI. What? What? Putin interview. They'll just come up with something that's crazy. Almost three years ago, the Biden administration illegally spied on our text messages and then leaked the contents to their servants in the news media. They did this in order to stop a Putin interview that we were planning. Last month, we're pretty certain they did exactly the same thing once again. Wow. But this time, we came to Moscow anyway. Yeah. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are here because we love the United States and we want it to remain prosperous and free. We paid for this trip ourselves. We took no money from any government or group, nor are we charging people to see the interview. It is not behind a paywall. Anyone can watch the entire thing shot live to tape and unedited on our website, tuckercarlson.com. Elon Musk, to his great credit, has promised not to suppress or block this interview once we post it on his platform, X, and we're grateful for that. 
Western governments, by contrast, will certainly do their best to censor this video on other less principled platforms because that's what they do. That's they what are they afraid do. of information yep. they can't control. But you have no reason to be afraid of it. We are not encouraging you to agree with what Putin may say in this interview, but we are urging you to watch it. You should know as much as you can. And then, like a free citizen and not a slave, you can decide for yourself. Thanks. And, and that's all journalism should be. Present both sides and allow the reader to decide. I would like to um, add this. Readers added context they thought might want, that you might want to know on his tweet on Twitter or X. You know, it's just a little thing. He says, um, it's from the Kremlin. Their spokesperson, Dmitry Peskov, confirmed on Wednesday that Vladimir Putin gave an interview to American political com commentator Tucker Carlson, according to Russian state media. Asked by journalists why Putin decided to speak to Carlson, Peskov said, he has a position that differs from the rest of Western media. It's not pro-Russian by any means, and it's not pro-Ukrainian, rather. It's pro-American. But at least it stands in clear contrast to the position of the tr traditional Anglo-Saxon media. Peskov was also asked to comment on Carlson's claim that not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview Putin since Russia launched its full-scale invasion on, of Ukraine. The press secretary said that, to the contrary, the Kremlin has received numerous interview requests, but they were all from Western media outlets that take a one-sided stance. Propaganda. So Mr. so, Mr. Carlson is not correct in that. So, we just wanted to let you know that they don't want to talk to propagandists. Right. You know, and I don't blame them because right. they're all one-sided. And nobody, like Tucker said, I'm not asking you to agree with, with what President Putin said, I'm not asking you to disagree with it. I'm just here to give you the facts. I'm here to interview the man so that you can see both sides of the story. It's what we need back in here, both sides of the story. That's it. We, we do. We need every, every side. That way we can decide. You can decide. You know, and it doesn't have to be a fight or the Internet blowing up just because another side is out there. I'm kind of tired of one-sided conversations. Echo chambers? Yeah, me too. Yes. Me too. And that's what we do. We are here to also bring you facts and let you decide. And we want to remind everybody about the primaries coming up. Early voting starts February 20th to March 5th. It's very important for everybody to get out and vote this primary. I know it's only been, we've been just pounding you with this 1%. It's only voting in the primaries. Man, it would be cool if we could get 5% or more. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, it would be. It would be. So, yeah, everybody just check your local paper, check your news articles. And listen to us because we're going to be giving you. Call, um, your, call your election offices to find out where your primaries is going to be held at and the times. And and if they need help. If they know, need help. Please please stand up. We're going to be talking about uh, more about election helping um, we ha we're going to bring back an interview that we did with an election official, and uh, we will be bringing that out. So, and reminding everybody that we need to rise up. Is this thing working? Well, hey, everybody, that's it for today. Thanks for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've learned some things about what's going on around us 
in the nation and in your communities. You know, we couldn't do this without your continued support either. We appreciate all of you showing up, taking the time to listen to us today. So please, like I say, make sure to hit the like button, share our show with all your friends. We'll see you next time on Is This Thing Working? And as always, I'm James, and that's my lovely co-host over there. Denise. And we'll see you next time. We're out.